Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk black. All right, welcome Sox fans to episode 21 of Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, I am Nick Morawski, and this is your Chicago White Sox fan-centric blue-collar uh, podcast. If this is your first time uh, joining us, uh, we welcome you. Uh, if you've been with us since the beginning, uh, thanks for coming uh, back. Lots to talk about here on this uh, 8th of May already, 2019, but before we get to all of that, uh, let me bring in my co-host, uh, Jeff Julian. Hello, sir. It feels like it's been a while, but mm-hmm. that's because, from a recording standpoint, yeah. we're we're almost a we're, we're more than a week since the last time, and we were yeah. a guaranteed rate and had a blast. Yeah, we were doing the parking lot uh, podcast, <laughs> that's right. uh, and it was your first. It was your first Sox game. It was my first Sox game of the season. Of the yes. of the season. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Yes, and <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> Well, I used folks to go as a know. child. I understand. Uh, I when just, I got the A team tickets, I'd, I'd get to go I, and sit in the outfield. And I, uh, I understand. Uh, my fault on that. Uh, <laughs> I so just you, want to be clear. I don't <laughs> have my, I don't have my credentials uh, no. questioned. You know? uh, your first game of the year, yes. and we saw, we saw a good one. That was a um, great game. And uh, we did a little speed pitch. Um, how, uh, well, we we did a uh, you did a speed I don't know pitch. if it's called speed pitch I, for you. I did a, a little bit of a pitch. It was just called pitch. Yeah, it was just called pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the two things that I took away from that is mm-hmm. that the people running the speed pitch yeah. are very comfortable mocking the people doing. They've the speed seen it pitch. all. They've yeah. seen it They've all, seen it and all. they they were very willing to after my first throw mock mm-hmm. openly. Yeah. My throwing motion, yeah. which I admit was not. You, you did it was say a that it's been unorthodox. A while. Yeah. Uh, what I was a little concerned about is that, you know, there's a, if you've ever, if you've never seen the speed pitch, you know, at, at a baseball game, you know, do yourself a favor and get over to one. <laughs> Especially but, if I'm uh, there. There's, there is a line, like a throwing line, like do not go past this line. And you can, but you can go all the way up to it, almost like if you're throwing darts. And Jeff, uh, <laughs> Jeff, you were standing like five feet behind yeah. the line. I mean, you were shortchanging yourself a bit. I think I was, in my mind, I was going to maybe happy Gilmore and run Just up to str- the line yeah, okay. as I threw. And mm-hmm. then that really didn't happen. And yeah. then it just didn't go well. Yeah. It, it was low 40s at first. And then mm-hmm. I think I topped out at 48. Yeah, I did hit that. So there's a dummy in, yeah. in at the end of the speed pitch and it's not the full distance. It's how, how far do you think from the line to the 45 feet, okay. 40 feet? Yeah. yeah. So at the, at the, at, at the end, they've got like a catcher, mm-hmm. a, a, a dummy of a catcher yeah. crouched down. Yeah. And I was able to hit him in the head mm-hmm. with my final 48 mile per hour pitch. Yeah. So I felt 
I felt good about that, that I was... But wouldn't you want to hit him in the glove? No, Like right no. in the mitts? <laughs> I mean, at that point, I just, I wanted to concuss him. You and, were angry. You were yeah, just I was, throwing angry. I was just Never trying throw to... Never throw angry. Yeah. Um, and I think you hit, what, like 73, 77? I was in the 70s, but... So the, bottom line, we sent the right one of us to that pitching contest back in the winter. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Now, how was your arm like the next day? Were you felt okay? nothing. So clearly, okay. I, right. so you, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I thought I we've got to do it again. It was a cold. Hey, you know what? It was a cold day. Uh, I'm going to give you that. Uh, and you might have thrown with a sweatshirt on. Yeah, um, I took my jacket off. We're. we're We'll be there again. Yeah, we're gonna go again for my very, second yeah, Sox yeah. game of the year. Season, yeah. And uh and and I'm gonna throw again and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for fifty eight. Okay. Oh, fifty eight. All right. Uh <laughs> a, a ten mile per hour. Now there was someone had someone threw eighty eight apparently that day. They had on a dry erase. Doc Brown did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had a they had on a dry erase board eighty eight. So I was like seventy three I was fine with, but Obviously, I'm nowhere near the 88, so I'm not going to boast too much about that, if that was factual. Yeah, but you threw like 30 miles per hour harder than I did. Correct. Well, I also went all the way up to the line. (laughs) (laughs) So you think that line made the difference? (laughs) No, don't don't give yourself, you know, that much. Get all the way up to the line. You know how they're like... Pitching's in your legs, you know. You gotta have a strong the base. stride. I wanted yeah. a bigger stride. I think out I of was you. pitching from like my abdomen or something. Yeah. It, was, well, it was. It was after we had those burgers. That yeah. was the other thing. Yeah. It was yeah. the. I was pitching from the wrong spot yeah. in a lot of ways, mentally, physically, yeah. and position wise. Yeah, we had a couple of those Comiskey burgers, which are two patties and then Merck's cheese in the middle, and then the homemade pico de gallo. I mean. Those things, they were, they were they were sitting in the stomach. I might have I, I might have been weighed down by a beer or two at that point. I'm so. giving you so many excuses here. Um, <laughs> but, it was uh, pathetic. Well, and uh, hey, good on you! You posted it uh, yeah. onto the uh, Good Guys Talk Back Facebook page. So yeah, something to follow. You wore it for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was that was good. That was uh, that was a good game by Manny. Benuelos. He's had he's had some interesting outings since. Um, we'll get to some of that in a little bit. Um, we're recording this episode uh, right after this Cleveland loss here yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Sox lose to Cleveland, bottom of the ninth, and a walk off five to three. Uh, that puts them at sixteen and nineteen uh, for the year, and that puts them at nine and seven in the division. Um, if you want, we can go some real socks by numbers. What do you think? Jeff? Yeah, I, um, I, I would like to do that because I think that, I think the numbers you, I mean, the numbers always tell a story, but, I, but I think, I think this team is very much the, these numbers speak to exactly sure. mm-hmm. who this team is right now. And it speaks directly yeah. to the problems mm-hmm. for this team and why they're three games under 500. Yeah. Uh, Sacks by the numbers uh, are kind of goofy. One of the uh, the positive is that they're ninth in the, in in the majors in hitting at, with a two fifty six average, and you can't say that that's only inflated by Anderson uh, and Brayu's uh, ticked his average up. Uh, Mankata is still hanging around. McCann is yeah. pulling his weight and more and more than some. Um, so so that's a positive. And they're top ten in hitting. Uh, the, the struggles are the pitching and the fielding, man. 29th in baseball in both pitching and fielding. We have a team ERA of 535, and we have 32 team errors, nine 
for Tim Anderson. That's, I mean, to me, I look at those numbers and, and particularly the pitching mm-hmm. and the fielding. And I think if you had one more really good pitcher or, or just good pitcher on this staff, you might be sniffing 500 yeah. or maybe a couple games over 500. Yeah. And then when you feel as poorly as you have, mm-hmm. I think that contributes to your pitching woes. And so th- this team can hit. There, there, there's no doubt about it. And you're right. Early yeah. when we were looking at these uh, w- with them being, you know, first, second, third, fourth, whatever in, in hitting overall in the league, we thought a lot of that was Anderson mm-hmm. pulling mm-hmm. them up. And it yeah. was, yeah. but he's come back to earth yeah. and other guys have really started to hit. So this team can hit the ball and score runs, but the pitching has just been awful. Yeah. And then you factor in the injuries, and and you just think, man, what, what? Okay, so you didn't get Machado, fine, but what? Why couldn't you have gotten mm-hmm. one more decent starting pitcher? Imagine what this team would look like if they were pitching. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's we kind of touched on these reclamation projects of Santana and Nova, although Nova had an amazing start the other day in Cleveland, you know, you, you take those two guys and maybe you, you don't go after those guys. And maybe you really are true to yourself. You look yourself in the mirror and you say, you know what, we're not going to go as, as in on Manny as um, we can, you know, yeah. like we just can't play that game. And you stop that ridiculous hunt and you go after a guy like Patrick Corbin and you pay that money. And now you've got a guy, uh, you know what, in his late twenties, and you got him on a staff that now we're finding out is very injury prone. Right, um, right. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, I, but it's the in, what we have right now on the Sox is what, what we have to deal with. And it's inconsistent. I mean, take a guy like Lopez who had, had a record day on Easter Sunday a couple Sundays ago. And then he followed this up uh, uh, this past Friday uh, against Boston when he faced Sale. I mean, Sale was lights out. You know, Lopez just wasn't himself. You know, he gave up three runs in the first inning, all on two outs. Uh, and then he pitched again uh, tonight uh, in Cleveland. He scattered three runs, but, you know, he got out of some jams with the, with the help of fielding. And, uh, you know, he's walking, he's walking, he's getting, he's getting behind in the count, and uh, he doesn't have that zip on that fastball. And if you don't have the zip on the fastball, then you can't go up high at, at – uh, you know, the letters to get swinging strikes. I know we're going to talk about Rodon a little bit later, but yeah. when, when you start looking at this pitching staff and you look at it long-term, you've got some real question marks here. You know, I think, I think you can say Giolito is going to be fine right. and he's going to well, pitch well, or at least that's what it looks. I mean, if, if I'm going to say one of the guys I've got the most confidence in out of the guys that are pitching on this staff right now, it's, it's going to be him. It's, it's between him and Lopez for me. Yeah, I'm still Lopez is still I don't know a question mark for me because of the high ERA. I mean I, he's he's pitched better. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But I just look at this and I'm like I'm, I'm I don't see I don't see how this staff is 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 a staff that gets you into the playoffs in the next couple of years. It, it doesn't know? get you in the playoffs in the, this year. It's a Frankenstein staff. It's. Uh, Boy, it is. It's really strange because it seemed like in the fall uh, around free agency, Han, you know, did something that he rarely does, and he kind of he tipped his hand, 
and he made it seem like this were this was the year that the Sox it might be we're one year ahead and we're going to go yeah. in on these guys. But then he puts a, sta- a staff together like this and you're like, "Boy, you really were all in on Manny. That was your big fish." And like you were saying before we started recording, Manny doesn't really even get you into the playoffs right now. It, yeah, it, it's the, it's the pitching. Yeah, and I don't want to relitigate the 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 Machado thing. I think our issue has always been with him whether he would have had an impact on this team or not. Mm-hmm. And this team has hit well. I think he maybe would help with the fielding for sure. Yeah, but but our issue with with Machado and the Sox is that they didn't have the guts to go all the way in on a guy that right. they wanted. But but now it looks like this team really needed pitching more than it needed uh in in all-star shortstop. So so put so hold on that's an excellent point. Hold that for our Tommy John um, segment. <laughs> do we have a regular uh, Tommy John? We, we actually we do now. I mean, the, this is like a this is a weekly thing. The Tommy John segment sponsored yeah, by yeah. Tiger Balm. Um, we're going to get to state of the socks in a moment here. Um, uh, we we've got defensive Ricky coming up in the Ricky Shuffle, and then some Tommy John talk. Unfortunately, <laughs> but state of the socks is, is here. We are uh, a depressing series against Boston. All right, they they won in a in a walk off fashion, first game of the series, and then just didn't even look good the rest of the weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, playing to some big crowds too, which was unfortunate. Uh, and that fifteen to two blowout in Saturday really, you know, is the cherry on top of that. It's kind of good that we ended up with a couple of days after the Red Sox yes. series uh-huh. to, to record this oh. because I'm t- at the end of that Sunday. Sunday game where they lost nine to two. I was just thinking to myself, this is just a butt whipping. You just got embarrassed by, and granted they're the defending world champs, but they are a weakened hurt. Um, They're they're just not any good right now. But they feasted on our bullpen. I mean, they just destroyed, destroyed, destroyed. Yeah. If we recorded this podcast on Sunday night, it would have been a short podcast. We would have had to go not safe for work edition or right. It would have been very, uh, very angry. Um, that was you know, just I, I can't believe it. I, I still yeah. I'm looking at these scores and I just that 15 to two was yeah. Oh my god. Kobe pitched a pretty good game on Sunday and held us in, and then the bullpen bullpen um, just imploded. Uh, surprise, surprise. You know, I'm trying to just bleach that series from my memory um, because I, I really like what I saw on Monday and I really yeah. like what I saw on Tuesday and uh, unfortunate for the loss and the third game of the series here tonight in Cleveland. But, you know, Giolito and Nova put some great games together. Uh, they give me hope. But then you're also looking at Cleveland as a team. They're hitting – they're 29th in the league in hitting. Right. Okay, they're right. hitting 212 as a team. So it's not like Nova and Giolito went up there and uh, sat the Mariners down or the Rays down in yeah. order. Yeah. You know, Hey, I'm not discrediting. They had some gutsy performances and they were hitting their spots and they were making pitches, but Hey, let's just be honest here. Cleveland's not scoring a lot of runs. This isn't the Cleveland of a team of a couple right. years ago. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, that's where we're at right now. 16 and 19 is not that bad. I wish I wish we were you know a couple games over 500 at this point, but where the Sox were last year, Jeff, they were nine and 25. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, nine and twenty-five at this point last year. This is an improving team, and there's no doubt about it. But this is also part of uh, whether it's whether they're still rebuilding or not. But this is part of the rebuild process that I think is incredibly frustrating because you can see mm-hmm. you can see what could be in a team, and so especially a team like this one that's hitting really well. So you get these glimpses of, oh, th- this is amazing. And look at the, look at the hitting and this is great. And then you get the, you get just, you get these very high highs and these very low lows. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially with this team where it's like no more than two or three wins in a row. And then they turn around and get their butts kicked um, in a, in kind of a blowout loss fashion. So this is just, they're they're better, no yeah. doubt. That's yeah. worth celebrating, but it is incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it, it's frustrating because there's just that that inconsistency, and you're looking and you're saying, "Boy, we, we get our butts handed to us uh, in the Boston series, but then we go to a place where we've struggled for the last five years in Cleveland, and we're able to take care of business the first two times in Cleveland, a team that's above us in the standings." Um, this team is only going to be as strong as it's starting pitching. Um, and eventually it's really pitching in general, but starting pitching, uh, in my opinion. Um, so when you put a couple good starts together, you're going to see, uh, well, we've, we've, we're going to hit. We're going to get the runs. So yeah. If we've got some good yeah. pitching, that'll shore up you know, a couple good wins. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I think Banuelos is back on the hill. Uh, that's a noon game to close out the Cleveland series. Uh, I think there could be some weather, some weird weather moving in in Cleveland. We'll see if they get that in, but uh, sure would be nice to take three or four. Yeah, uh, in Cleveland, um, you know. So who's hot? Who's not? Uh, I can't say enough about James McCann right now. Um, and it kind of, I feel like that started the the game that we were at that, that Monday. <laughs> no, I, well, I'm not crediting. Well, yes, yeah. I am crediting no. us, but he had that yeah. big home run in that yeah. game. Yeah, he's been flexing the power, and you know, Stone. If you're if you're watching the broadcast, that um, Stone can't say enough about the way he handles pitchers, and I guess in turn, pitchers can't say enough about James McCann and how he handles uh, them, and and not only the framing, but uh, how McCann gets to know how they're throwing their pitches. So the game he's calling, they're in sync, um, you know, and his offense uh, is. is Boy, you can't ask for anything more. The guy's hitting 359, you know, with 78 at bats. He had the night off tonight, but uh, he could have been used, I guess, as a pinch hitter. He's just been he's been hot. Uh, and Mankata's hanging in there, man. He's hitting 290. He's playing well at third. Yeah, um, we'll get to we'll get to the Ricky Shuffle and where he's been at in the lineup mm-hmm. and how that could uh, hinder or help, but. I've been happy with um, Mankata's play. And, and Anderson, you know, he's dipped. He's at 328 now, but he's got 12 stolen bases, and he hasn't been caught yet. So, um, you know, we talked about the nine errors. Look, he was player of the month in April, and give him all the credit. He had an amazing April offensively. But, I mean, you know, this is me just playing devil's advocate I didn't hear anything about his defense. So yeah, player right, of the right. month really just means offense. Right. For sure. I for mean, sure. because when you look at these nine errors and the lion's share are throwing errors. He is throwing, he's bouncing it into a Brayu. He's overthrowing a Brayu or Alonzo, whoever's at first base at the time. You know, he's not setting his feet. He's rushing. I, 
it, it, it's and just I troubling. I'm sorry. Too, I just don't know how much you're going to be able to stomach of this. I wonder, too, if he's benefiting a little bit from Moncada coming along and playing a better third base, too, in, in that, that maybe that's also minimizing some of the... Mm. And you're you know, saying it could be worse. That's exactly wow. what I'm saying. You know, and, and so I agree with you. So, you know, play this out in your mind. You know, so he has this amazing April, right? Player of the month or offensive player of the month, whatever you want to qualify it as. But if he... So he's at, what, three 328 now. Let's say this isn't um, just a, a little blip in the road. What if this is the, the trend back to what's the norm? Mm. And if he ends up back at... 260, 270, yeah. and the errors pile up again, then that April doesn't mean yeah. a damn thing. You got the same guy that you had right, right, right. Um, exactly. last year. Exactly. I mean, he's a lifetime 260 hitter. Uh, you know, he had 20 errors uh, last year. We were really, really hoping and predicting that that, that number was going to go down. I mean, he's at nine already, and uh, we're in early in May. Um I still think he's a 280. He could be a 300 hitter. Um, his power numbers have kind of dropped off. Uh, he's been spraying some singles the last few games in Cleveland. Um, you know, he's not going to hit. He's not going to hit 380, 400 for an extended period of time. He's just not. You know, he's going to go into some lulls. I don't know if all the attention. Do you think all the attention has gotten to him a little bit, and he's. You know, he's more of in a national spotlight, and he's got to get used to this new crown he's wearing. You know, it could be some of that, but I also just don't know that, you know, when a guy starts out like that, it's, it's just so hot. And so, you know, I mean, you look at somebody like Yelich mm-hmm. in the National League, right? Yeah. He was MVP last year. Right. And so him starting out the way he has this year – I'm more likely to believe that that's going to continue mm-hmm. or be somewhere close to yeah. that, right? Yeah. Where Anderson, like you said, he's career 260 mm-hmm. hitter. Mm-hmm. What's more likely to happen? Is he going to continue to right. you know to to bat the way he is, or is he going to fall back down? We'll we'll see. Is yeah. it because of a too little early bit to added tell. pressure? It's too early yeah. to tell. And maybe he just kind of he's just coming back to the mean a little bit, and and maybe. I, I think he'll bounce back up. I don't think he's gonna hit the way. I don't. You know, I don't think he's a, a three eighty hitter. or well, you know, three fifty or three. The, what we can say is that his attitude um, and his excitement is good for the White Sox. And it's good for baseball, uh, yeah. and it's good. It's good to have folks in the national media recognizing some stuff uh, on the, uh, for the White Sox uh, play wise, and you know. Hey, he's going to have some ups and downs. Uh, he's an exciting player. Uh, I love his passion, and I, I'm rooting for him. I really am. Uh, I want him to turn around these these defensive struggles, and I want him to stay healthy and be in that lineup consistently because uh, I think his numbers are going to improve. But I do think your question is is valid long-term, which is it's about the defense. Mm-hmm. Even I if he so. ends up being an amazing hitter, over his career, can you live with that kind of defensive efficiency mm-hmm. right up the middle? Yeah. You know, and, and I was, I was trying to remember if it was in an email or, or text, mm-hmm. but you and I were talking a little bit about the defensive efficiency of that 2016 Cubs team. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that, that won the world series. And we've yeah. been, we've been 
kind of casually throughout the comparing, lifetime of yeah. this podcast, yeah. kind of comparing this rebuild mm-hmm. to that rebuild right. because it happened in town. It's right. the most recent one. Yeah. And I, 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 I just found this text string. I was listening to Phil Rogers, I think on the score, yeah. and he was yeah. talking about yeah. that the Cubs are number one by a mile that year in defensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. And that Phil Rogers said that he remembers Theo saying they built the team to be good at defense at mm-hmm. all eight positions. Yeah. And so just thinking about that, that when this team is good, mm-hmm. when they're ready to compete for to, to compete for the playoffs every mm-hmm. year, you know, winning a division, yeah. uh, winning a world series, what is that defensive makeup look like mm-hmm. of that team? And can you have a guy like Anderson, even if he is an amazing hitter, can, can, can you have him in your yeah. lineup on a regular, uh, an, yeah. in your, in your defensive lineup on a regular basis? Isn't that what happened to, um, and I don't want to go down a whole thing here, but with Castro, Starling Castro, isn't Absolutely. It, wasn't he yeah. a guy that everyone thought was going to be the future? And he just mentally, just too many mental lapses, and it was just becoming yeah. a hindrance. Yeah. And you kind of had to say goodbye to that project. Well, right. And you had Baez right, and, sure. and Russell Coming, behind yeah. him, yeah. too. So. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I wonder, what is this? this team has a fielding problem right now, right? <laughs> yeah, they and, do. And, and how that's do you a, get, good way of saying how it. do you get that? How do you make strides in that either with the guys that are currently on the team or do you have to start thinking mm-hmm. this guy can't be here yeah. two years from now? Well, I mean, the draft is, is coming up in June and the Sox are picking third and the, you know, you look at all these mock drafts, and these projections and, uh, top three has a couple infielders. Um, you know they've got a couple middle infielders, and then there's a, I think a power hitting uh, first baseman. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean the Sox are always that team that are saying the best talent we take, not if we need a need for it or not. The best talent that's there at our number, we're taking it. So if there is a stud shortstop that falls to three that maybe was projected one and you know, they're scouts. Everybody's telling them this guy is can't miss. Maybe you take him. I don't know if that, I, I don't, you know, and wh- I, I know we got to talk Tommy John, yeah. but I, I, I just, if you, if you think about their everyday starting lineup right now, and I don't mean the, the, the batting order, I just mean the guys who are normally going to start for the team. And you go around the diamond. Where who's your plus? Who are your pluses and who are your minuses on on defense? Well, Mankata is a plus in yep. my mind right yep. now. McCann's a plus. Yep. Um, I like Abreu at first is my yep. plus. Um, I don't like Yomer at second. I, I've been liking Rondon, but uh, again, both of those two those two individuals are just in my mind placeholders for for a guy like right, Madrigal. Right. So you need a second baseman. Yeah, defensively, Anderson's a minus. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I, I like the way I've, Charlie Tilson's been playing the limited uh, outfield, you know, the last few games. You need a center fielder, though, you, right? Sure, and yeah. I think that's Luis Robert's uh, yeah. position in the future. Uh-huh. Um, right field is kind of a mystery right now. Yeah. Uh, left field's going to be Jimenez, but I don't like his defense. Right. So <laughs> I just, I don't think you difficult. can have, I don't think you can have two minuses yeah. at second and, and short. Oh, middle, right? sure. And, and can... So let's say Anderson ends up, you know, bearing out well on the offensive side. Could could he play outfield? 
Uh, there was talk of him maybe being moved to outfield, you know, a center field position if Machado came around. Uh, he's an athlete. I think he can do it. I still think this is his position to lose right now. Um, you know, I, let's see how this season plays yeah. out. But yeah. it's important to note this is a, a weird trend we're seeing right here with yeah. these the defensive lapses. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> excuse me. A couple things uh, before – uh, we get to the Rodan, Tommy John stuff. Um, I did want to just highlight Abreu. This dude's a machine, man. Yeah, uh, he yeah. he is a machine. He's 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 up to 280 average. He's leading the team in RBIs. He's leading the team in home runs, and uh, he hit a home run tonight in Cleveland that puts him in clear eighth place in the all-time Sox record books for 154 home runs. He's 10 away. I make that nine now from uh, Jermaine Die. And he's 17 away from Rockin' Robin Ventura, your favorite manager. <laughs> so we'll get I, into that. Down I mean, the road. he's he's in the top 10 in home runs, and he can he can easily get from eight. He can get to six. Uh, you know, probably by the end of this year, if not early next year. You know, health wise. I mean, this guy, you know, he, he continues to play first at a, at a pretty good level. I mean, he, he's coming alive here with his bat. You know, the last time we talked, it was the uh, Anderson and Mankata offensive show. And now Abreu's like, hey, don't, don't forget about me. I'm a career 300 hitter, you know, 100 RBIs if I stay healthy. I, I know you don't – I know the Sox don't like re-signing guys in the middle of the season, but – this guy needs to be resigned after this season. He absolutely has to be. So I one part of me agrees with you and I think that's probably the fan part of of me that wants yeah. to see him here and when they're good and ready to go and win another World Series, I want him on this team. But last year I really thought to myself why is he still on this team? No, why, why, no, seriously. Why wasn't he flipped for players that'll be there in the future or prospects? And I still wonder, I'm not saying you want to do this, but if you're, if you come up near the trade deadline and he's still playing well, and there's a deal to be made, can you afford to keep him on this team? I mean, it would have to be an amazing, amazing deal. I, I, I think you have to have some of these veterans. This guy, you know how we talked about the sample size with Anderson? Yeah. And it's like, right. well, do we really know? Is this really Anderson or is yeah. he more of the 260? We know. No doubt. We yep. have enough information yep. for Abreu to yep. know that he is a machine. Yep. All right. He's going to hit around 300 if healthy. He's going to drive no in. No doubt. You know, his 100 RBIs and he's going to hit, you know, over 30 home runs. Yep. Uh, no, I agree with that. I just still, you know, there's just part of me. And maybe now, maybe the the time has passed for that, and it would be better to re-sign him. It, you know, maybe last year would have been. I think the, last year might have been the year. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I think we flipped it now. Where I think this is this guy stays. Yeah, I think yeah. this guy stays. But um, all right, so that's state of the Sox, folks. There's a lot to be excited about this team. Still, they drive you crazy. They drive me crazy. I get it. You're a diehard uh, Sox fan because you're listening to this podcast, and we appreciate that. I know you want to pull your hair out sometimes, but we're, we're in a good spot right now. Uh, we're trending in the right direction. However, 
what we're going to talk about right now is is the thing that could end it all though it's the tommy john the attack of the tommy john surgery again and uh carlos radon um has been bitten by it um he's got blood in the blood in the forearm which if you're looking at you're looking for a band name that's a great blood in the forearm you know what Claim it. Somebody go ahead and claim it. Great uh, band name. Terrible uh, diagnosis yeah. for a starting pitcher. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, the first uh, diagnosis was Tommy John. He's going to get a second opinion. Uh, he's 26 years old. Had some injuries uh, last year. Um, hasn't really put a solid, solid season together. Um you know, he said he went on record uh, last week when all of this started going down that, you know what, if it's Tommy John, let's let's do it. The sooner I can get back out of the field, the better. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be with a White Sox uniform. Uh, it's yeah. a real shame, this one, because um, you know, he's got a bobblehead doll day coming up on the 18th of May. And uh, that's just a it's a real bummer. <laughs> Do they still do the bobblehead? I'm you... wondering. I mean, the guy's going to be out with Tommy John, most likely. Do they pull the bobblehead and just... <laughs> do they take the one of the arms off? or? or... <laughs> I think you're able to do that at home. You could kind of doctor it oh, up. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, wait. Are the arms even loose on the bobblehead? No. Okay. So no. the arms, they don't have a... No. They don't have an Have impact. you ever seen a bobblehead I... before? <laughs> I don't know why I thought the arms moved on. It's not a marionette too. puppet. <laughs> Well, then it doesn't matter. Then I say give the bobblehead. I think Monday down. was your first game ever. <laughs> so I I say then give the bobblehead out. The bobblehead couldn't have pitched either way, and now it's just like him. He can't pitch either. Oh, Carlos Redan, we barely even knew you. I, I'm just, you know, this is a guy that he's battled through a lot, and when he's good, he's great. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if he was – hands down your ace he was kind of like ace by default um but with him going down to tommy john you've got dane dunning you know who is a promising uh, prospect working his way up through the farm system he went down earlier this season in tommy john kopech had uh, tommy john uh, at the end of last season and here are the interesting ones jeff uh, giolito has already had Tommy John. Right, right. Okay. He right. had that in 2012 with yeah. Washington. Yeah. And Dylan Cease already had his Tommy John right. Right. when he was with the Cubs in 2014. So those are actually positives. Can you have a second Tommy John? <laughs> I don't think you can, but I think the first one buys you a certain amount of time right. before you have to have another one. It's I, I mean, going back to Rodon, I, I think you're right. I, I'm not convinced that when he's healthy again, he's pitching for the White Sox. And not just because of, of, of this injury. I just think we're starting to get a picture of him, and it's a, it's a, it's a pitcher that can't stay healthy mm-hmm. and just struggles to, to, to give you anything more than a 500 this uh, is, look um, at it. You know, I mean, yeah. his, his high water mark was 2016. He pitched 165 innings and he was nine and 10 yeah. with a 404 ERA. Yeah. The ERA has gone up every year since mm-hmm. then. And the innings have gone down yeah. 69 innings last year. He was, he yeah. was hurt, right? Uh, Or no, no. He pitched 120 innings last year, 69 innings the year before. Right, 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 right. So, Um, yeah, I look, I like what I've seen when when he's on. You you seem like he's just got the confidence. He's got the stuff when it's all clicking and love having that lefty in the rotation. 
But that's not what we thought was going to happen this year. You and I both in our, what looks now to be maybe some of the worst predictions of all time. Like, oh, like man. these could be, I mean, if we had been given money to bet on these, we would be in such trouble. But you and I both <sighs> thought, I mean, we would, I just, we would have no money. I, 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 mean, just, I just see myself looking at the bet sheet, just like, wow, that was horrible. That one was way <laughs> off. Ouch. What was I thinking? We had Rodan at like 14 wins. We did. We did. And, yeah. but, and, and that's what I mean. We weren't thinking, oh, he's got some good stuff and he's kind of here and there. We thought this was the year, this sure. was the season when he was going to be healthy and he yeah. was going to take over and he was going to say, this is my rotation. I'm your number one yeah. guy. Put everybody else behind me. I'm mm-hmm. taking you there. And now, yeah, you, yeah. You, that's not going to happen. That's no, not. No, I mean you almost. I don't believe it. I, it's. I think we as Sox fans and maybe even baseball fans, you're starting to become numb to this idea of he's in the rearview mirror. Yeah, move on. Yeah. I mean, it's move on. We we've had to do this so many times recently. The Kopech one hurt me more than this Rodon one because I see the. I see the hype with Kopech and, um, man, his electricity and just the aura that he brought um, to the fan base and that limited and that small sample size. The Rodon thing is like we never really saw a solid picture of Rodon. And it's never good, but you know what? Maybe, and this is, this is what I think, maybe the, the silver lining is this is going to force the Sox brass hand to go out and say, we have to spend money or we have to trade for a reliable veteran pitcher to anchor this staff. You know, we tried to go the cheap route and we tried to just, you know, sit on our money. Hey, if the money's going to be spent, there's no clear sign right now with Radon going down, then you need to spend some money on pitching. You have to because three fifths of your projected starting rotation for 2020 is is has Tommy John surgery. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, and he's still alive, Tommy John, the actual human. He's, he's se- the one doing the surgery. He's 75, and we need to have him just out at the ballpark. <laughs> Just have him throw out the first He's pitch not. next year. I, I don't know if like right. there needs to be a curse that needs to be, uh, you know, uh, exercise. He's on here. call. <laughs> he's 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 in the booth. He ought to be in the booth with uh, DJ and, uh, and 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 Farmer. Yeah, it, it's just getting ridiculous. Um, you know, he's not that far. I think he uh, he was born in Terre Haute, so maybe he's still local. Yeah. I doubt it, but uh, <laughs> why? Why do you doubt that he I, might I, still live in Terre Haute? I don't know. If you've got a surgery named after you, you're probably not hanging your hat there. You're right. probably in some nicer digs. Well, Nothing that, against Terre Haute. I'm sure it's a fabulous place, but maybe that's another bet we add to the terrible <laughs> bed sheet. Where does uh, Where does Tommy John live? Uh, it's just It's just fascinating to me, you know. And and what's happening? Why is this happening? Is because. Uh, too much competitive baseball at an early age. You know, our kids throwing um, all different kinds of junk pitches so early when the when the arm isn't mature enough. Uh, all these competitive traveling baseball teams, uh, middle school teams that are playing year-round. And by the time you get to uh, high school, you've logged so many innings on your arm. And um, I, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's for someone smarter. Uh, I feel like I can make some accurate guesses, but... Uh, it's just depressing uh, as a Sox fan to see this happen 
after the Kopech thing at the end of last yeah. year. So I, I'm putting, I, I have to put this behind me and, and try to move forward and, and, you know, hearing from Kopech this past weekend when he was interviewed, he seems like he's really excited about his process. He's healing. He's ready to go. Uh, encouraging words about Cease's progress. Hope to see him very soon. Uh, Giolito was talking today about, you know, overcoming uh, Tommy John back in 2012. And, you know, it, it happens. It sucks. And I, I wish Redon the best, but I, I just – I kind of have to say goodbye to him. I, I, I'm not holding out hope that he's going to be in a Sox uniform yeah. again. Yeah, uh, for sure. So um, let's get to the Ricky shuffle. And uh, – the Ricky Shuffle is when Rick Renteria plays like Plinko with the lineup, <laughs> and he's got uh, numbers one through nine at the bottom of the Plinko board, and then he's got discs with players' names, and he just slides them at the top through the Plinko, and it just do 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 do, and just random. I mean, here is a lineup that beat the Cleveland Indians nine to one on Monday, and then on Tuesday he completely shuffles it around. Yeah, I, I, that, I, do, I, I would like to defend Ricky as much as I possibly can, but the, the, the changing of the lineup and the reading into the numbers too much and who's on the mound and, and what these players do against, it's a little too much for me. Yeah, I, I just, apparently the only guy who has staked a claim to a lineup spot is, is Abreu. He's got yeah. number three locked down. Maybe he's paying a little extra. <laughs> I, I, I don't know it. And then it's just this, it's just yeah. this kind of, mishmash and i don't under i know that anderson has not been uh you know that he's he's cooled off a little bit but i don't get him batting seventh and yeah in in i just i don't yeah I think, it's a it's a bit of a you head put your hot hand yeah. higher up in the higher yeah. up in the lineup you you, yeah. you want him to get more bats yeah and uh, speaking of today i just don't know why even uh lurie w- wasn't hitting he's lurie's been very hot uh i think he well i think he might be nursing a sore thumb well, he's been in the number one spot pretty consistently the past couple of games. Yeah, so why? And same thing. Okay, you got a couple of guys. Abreu's hitting well. McCann's hitting well. Mancata's hitting well. Why not get them sort of, you know, whether it's one, two, three, two, three, four, three, four, five, kind of build this solid part of your lineup. And then if you want to move some pieces around, do that. But you got to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is what I this is what I think might happen. You you let me know if, if we're on this is where baseball's going. The push for robo umps, right? This is the whole thing like get rid of human umpires and and we're going to have some kind of robotic balls and strikes, right? The human element is going to be gone. All I, I can think of is the <laughs> is the band from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> It'll be that they'll be the ones. Why would you think that if they got rid of umpires, they would put animatronic Gorillas and Chuck E. Cheese's band back it's there to call balls that, and strikes. Not that they'd put the whole band or anyone from the band, but when you said Robo Umps, that's what I thought of. Those, those. Uh, I think of RoboCop. You think of the animatronic band from Chuck E. Cheese. Now, uh, hey, if they put RoboCop back there, call balls and strikes. All right, are go you talking ahead. about the I, showbiz pizza band? Yeah, like, the yeah, showbiz. Yeah, yeah showbiz. I cannot pizza believe band. that's where your yeah. mind went. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know where your mind's going to go for this. So say, okay, so umpires are gone. Human umpires are gone. We've got, we've got the band calling uh, the balls and strikes. Well, then why have a human make a lineup? Why not just put in 
the players that you have available and the, the algorithm will compare what they've done against the current pitcher for the opposing team day, night, you know, what their last seven games have been like, and then outspits a lineup, you know, that yeah. is scientifically tested with fan graphs and all the saber metrics. And all the manager needs to do is, hey, this is the math. Tack it up on the bulletin board in the in the dugout. Here we go. I don't think you have to go to, to that extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just think you could you could get a little bit more consistency. Now listen, I I I've got to take us back to this showbiz pizza band, okay? <laughs> because you know, you, you want to talk about Renneria's lineup. Listen to the lineup for this band, okay? <laughs> Members included yeah. Billy Bob, uh-huh. Looney Bird, sure. Duke LaRue, oh, yeah. Fats Geronimo, Beach Bear, Mitzi Mozzarella, yeah. Rolf DeWolf, Earl Schmurl. <laughs> the names, uh, the names are what get you. The uh, Rockafire Explosion is mm-hmm. an animatronic robot band that played in Showbiz Pizza Place from 1980 to 1992. Mm-hmm. They had a good run. They had a good run. Um, I tell you what, man, you might increase attendance and you might increase viewership if you put them uh, calling balls and strikes, uh, but I just don't see that happening. I mean, the, uh, the, do yourself a favor. Look this up <laughs> I on, on Wikipedia. I the will. bass and vocals. Billy Bob Brockle, a brown bear from Tennessee who wore yellow and red overalls and played a wooden bass. <laughs> yeah, you are on this band here. Um, Dude, listen to this. Sweet and naive Billy Bob was usually a mediator to the band's minor onstage squabbles. <laughs> I don't remember them squabbling. <laughs> no, I, I'm just shocked that somebody took the time to write <laughs> all this. These are detailed descriptions. Yeah, there's some context there. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, coming well that, to your local uh, ballpark, potentially. Yeah, maybe <laughs> call them balls and strikes. Look, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. How really to, yeah, I don't know how to respond the, to that. Yeah. Except for uh, it'd be you know a heck of a you know uh, before game concert. <laughs> I think that's what they should try it out first. <laughs> is have it like just a before game concert. And then yeah. see if the fans take to it, and then maybe they sneak up as, as umpires. Anything's possible. Um, I, I'm still trying to defend Ricky, and and I really do think he's going to be around for a little bit longer. Um, social media, Sox, Twitter, I mean, they're calling for this guy's head. Um, yeah, he he messes around with the lineups. Yeah, he uh, you know he pulls pitchers at some odd times, but you know, let me. Let me throw some managers your way here, uh, Jeff, that the Sox have had uh, recently, and there's been success with these with these managers. Okay, I'm going to take you all the way back to 1993. All right, all right I'm ready. Um, Gene Lamont was the manager for the White Sox in 1993. The Sox won the division in 93. He had zero MLB managerial experience before the Sox job. Okay? okay. Let me fast forward you to 2000. You've got Jerry Manuel. Okay, which I, you know, could that guy show just a little bit of emotion? Um, Zero MLB managerial experience before he got the White Sox job, won the division in 2000. Guillen, okay, we all know what happened with Guillen. Took the 05 team all the way and uh, the 2008 division uh, champs. Before coming to the Sox in 2004, zero MLB managerial experience. Okay. Okay, so... Is it? Are, are the, who are you looking for to replace Ricky that has like 
this wealth of maybe MLB managerial experiences. Cora just won the World Series with Boston last year with zero managerial experience. So you're saying we need someone with zero managerial experience? Because I'm... I mean, Ricky has managerial experience, but he only so that's has a what? minus. What he has a couple of years with the Cubs. I mean, Listen. technically, it's a minus, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not like the Sox have been bringing in some amazing talent uh, to come in and manage. They've been getting success. So, is it the players or is it the managers? All I know is the last successful rebuild Renteria was a part of was when the Cubs got rid of him before they. <laughs> Before they brought Madden on. So. I tell you what, you are so anti-Ricky and so pro-Chuck E. Cheese animatronic band. I don't know Oh, what listen, do. I said I said Billy Bob's last name wrong, too. Oh. It's actually Broccoli, not mm. not Broccoli, as I said. So. Thank you. <laughs> Billy Bob Broccoli. Uh, folks, uh, after the Sacks uh, wrap-up with Cleveland uh, on Thursday, they are at Toronto for three games. And uh, the Blue Jays are eight back in the East, and then they will come home, the Sox, two with Cleveland, and then four with Toronto. So we're seeing these Indians and Blue Jays quite a bit over the next two weeks. Um, I'm looking for the Sox to win tomorrow, and uh, by the time we talk next time, I'm looking at this team at 500. I think there's still going to be three games under 500 because right. that's just been the pattern lately. Yeah. Every time I think right. they're going to scratch back to 500, it doesn't. I'm trying happen. to take a positive All approach right. here. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, uh, follow us on Twitter. Speaking of uh, Twitter, at GoodGuysTB uh, or find that Facebook uh, fan page uh, and like our fan page, Good Guys Talk Back. We are your Chicago White Sox podcast that is fan centric, it's blue collar. Uh, For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski. We appreciate you stopping by, and we'll talk with you next time. Go Sox!